Today on BSD Talk, join me for a cold medicine field interview about a free shell provider. We even offered Gopher to all of our members for those of you who like to remember the early 90s and late 80s. All that and more in today's interview. Don't tell anyone I'm free. Don't tell anyone I'm free. Hello and welcome to BST Talk number 252. It's Monday, March 23rd, 2015. This episode has been brought to you by Jot, the utility for printing sequential or random data. Jot first appeared in 4.2 BSD, at least that's according to the man page. And for this next interview, my apologies if my voice sounds a little funny. I had a pretty bad cold. I still do. But either way, hopefully I was able to see through the haze of cold medicine and um, bring you an interesting interview. So here it is. Today on BSD Talk, we're speaking with Brian Callahan. Welcome to the show again. Hey, Will. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and I think the last time we spoke was prior to New York City BSDCon 2014, where, where you and Ike sort of gave me the skinny on what was going on there. Yeah. And uh, this, time I, <laughs> yeah, this time I wanted to talk to you about a different project that you're involved with, um, which I didn't know that you were involved with a free uh, shell provider just so happened when I contacted the generic contact us list, you responded saying, yes, I'm, I'm involved with this. So I'm, I'm happy to uh, have a familiar voice talking about an interesting project. Sounds good. So devious it's D E V I O dot U S and it's a free Unix shell provider. Uh, obviously you do more than just provide shell access. So you want to give me the rundown of what this particular site does for people. Sure. So Devious, as you said, is a shell service running on OpenBSD. It's about, say, about five years old now. Um, I'm probably the, the youngest, not youngest in age, but youngest in time of being on the admin team. I've probably been on the admin team for a little over a year now. Um, so what we do, we provide, obviously, shell hosting, websites, email. We even offer Gopher to all of our members for those of you who like to remember the early 90s and late 80s, um, we're basically your one-stop shop for being social on OpenBSD, I guess you can say. As much as you could be social on a 1990s era free shell provider. And I think, you know, for me, when I teach my Unix course, I'm always looking for places where students can get access to, to a Unix shell. Obviously, it's fairly easy these days to run a virtual machine and install a version of Unix, but I really feel it misses out on the whole community aspect of a shell account where you can play games with other people or you just sort of realize that other people are on the machine when you type who, when you actually see other people there. It's much more interesting than a virtual machine where all you see is yourself. So, you know, I stumbled onto this one as I was, you know, looking around for places to send uh, the students. Do you find that you get a lot of students on Devious, or I guess, sort of, who's your audience? Who do you get there? Ah, well, we do get a lot of students. I know I certainly signed up way back in 2011 as a student who's just looking for really a place to drop diff files, so, which would eventually turn into some of my early ports uh, on way of becoming an OpenBSD dev. Our audience is pretty much anyone who wants a shell account. 
I think one thing we do particularly well is we really stress the idea of community. So if you go to our sign-up page, you kind of already have to introduce yourself to the community, so to speak, before you could even complete the sign-in, the sign-up page. Um, so one thing that we insist upon people doing is at least coming to our IRC channel, which is devious on Freenode, and saying hi, saying who you are, saying what you want to do with your shell account. I mean, nothing, nothing super you know, crazy or out of the ordinary, just so that we know who you are, so we feel more comfortable that we are giving this to an actual person who will benefit from the shell and not just somebody who's going to do a fly-by-night, drop a, you know, an IRC demon and will never see him again. And that's really the first thing that comes to mind when I see any free shell provider. And it's just, are you completely nuts? I mean, I can't, <laughs> even, I can't even imagine what it takes to prevent a lot of the mischief that you might get. And how do you keep your site from becoming the target of denial-of-service attacks or launching denial-of-service attacks? And just the idea of giving a lot of unknown people, even though it's unprivileged, we know things happen. Uh, I just I can't even imagine how much worry there might be among the admin team. You know, I think we're lucky in that respect. And I think it's the sign-up process that makes us lucky in that respect. Um, so it being a shell provider, we, tr- we do try to automate as much as you know, the daily routines as we can because we are all full-time something else and do devious on the side, unpaid. Um, but our sign-up process really kind of cuts down on, I would say, maybe 80% of all the, the trouble and the mischief that you, know, you can have because we actually do still, to this day, read every single sign-up that we get by a person and one of us actually has to click a button that says accept or reject for each sign-up. And we do actually discuss as an admin group um, sign-ups that we're not quite sure would make it, you know, but we'll argue it out, we'll come to some sort of agreement before somebody hits one of the buttons. So I think that really helps in... It doesn't... It's not perfect. You know, there are still definitely people who will try to fool you. But for the most part, you're not going to waste the time to actually write up, you know, a sign-up sheet like that unless you're serious about using it the right way. And you do have some statistics on the homepage, so it looks like you've got a couple thousand shell accounts. And is that active shell accounts? Do you expire them after a certain amount of time if they don't log in? Or is it pretty much you sign up and you have it for life? So you sign up, you have it for life. We don't expire any accounts unless you do something that makes you ban us, which is much more difficult than it sounds. I think for signups, we're probably... We probably accept maybe a third to 40% of all people who sign up. I know we we have something like 10,000, if not more, rejected signups and about 5,700 accounts as of now. And do you have, I know a lot of free shell providers have various levels of accounts where, you know, when you first sign up, you pretty much can't do much. And then depending on what you do or how you donate, it goes up from there. Or is this pretty much a single level of, of account? We have two levels. So is it the free account, which you have to sign up for? And then once you're part of Devious, then if you want to, we do offer a premium account. It's cheap. I think it's something like $2 a month. And the only difference between the free account and the paid account is you get more storage space. There's 100 megs for the free accounts and a gig for the non-free accounts. And the other thing that the paid accounts let you do is they let you detach processes. So we actually have a little background daemon monitor that will actually look through people's processes and see if they're currently logged in. And if you detach 
for more than five minutes and you're on the free side, then the demon will just kill whatever processes you have. If you are one of our paid members, then the demon will just let you go. And we did mention early on your affiliation uh, or being a, an OpenBSD developer. Needless to say, you're hosting your shell accounts on OpenBSD. And I don't want you to give away all your secrets, but could you <laughs> tell us a little bit about you know what aspects of OpenBSD help out when you're trying to do something like provide free shell accounts and maybe some areas of OpenBSD where you had to do some custom tweaking? Hmm. Custom tweaking, you have to ask... Uh... The people who own the box, who started the Devious way back when. I know they do have a couple of custom things. Um, nothing really big or significant. OpenBSC kind of just does the job. Uh, my primary job on Devious is to keep the software up to date. So I am still looking at a porch tree, even while hosting a box for however many users we currently have. Not just when I'm doing development work. And I think that is really useful. Um, the portrait is pretty powerful, and I'm able to keep a lot of the really critically used software up to date. And we really don't have many complaints. And every once in a while, a user will say, hey, I want to use this or that. Could you install it for me? And almost certainly it's something that's in packages, or at least in ports. So it takes all of, what, five minutes for me to install it and send them an email back saying, it's there, it's yours, you know, have fun. And is this a single box or a cluster? It's one box. Actually, and I think this is rather good for people who may decide to become crazy themselves and start their own shell provider. It's actually a rather modest box. It's probably 10 years old by now. It was actually an old box even when Devious started. Um, it's a quad-core Xeon, I want to say, um, 2 gigabytes of RAM, and that is really way more than enough to run a shell provider. Yeah, well, I used to um, have a little shell machine for students, and it was some old bent-up 486, and, you know, 25 simultaneous users on, you know, 128 megs of RAM was just fine, provided it was just shell access. So, yeah, for those things, you really don't, you don't need much. Yeah, no, it's, it's a little box in a, in a data center, and it just kind of does its thing, and we do our thing, and it works out for everybody. Now, do you find that your experiences with Devious help inform your work as an OpenBSD developer? Do you run into snags and bugs there that you can use to help fix the software? Usually it goes the other way around. <laughs> it's usually, oh, I just spent all this time pulling my hair out to bring something up to date or to pour over something totally new. And then I go to Deviant and say, okay, now let's see how this runs in production. And I do. Um, I don't often tell people, but... Sometimes if I have a new port and it's just a, a port that you can use off a shell, I will install it on Devious first just to have myself and possibly some other people play with it before I'll even send it off to the port's mailing list for review to put into the port tree proper. Now, OpenBSD's got a fairly rapid release cycle, I'd say every six months. Do you also work on keeping the OS up to date or are you mostly on the port side for Devious? I'm mostly on the port side. Um, I will shout out M-Tier because that's what we use to keep our box up to date. It saves everybody a lot of hassle. And for it's people that aren't familiar with M-Tier, could you let them know what that is? Sure. So M-Tier provides what they call bin patches, which will allow you to track stable um, 
through binary updates instead of having to build the stable patches yourself. And it will also give you ports, which is nice. And if you're on a machine that doesn't compile very quickly, <laughs> particularly some of the smaller uh, devices that OpenBSD supports, I'm sure binary patches make things a lot, a lot quicker. Yeah, and like I said, you know, we're all full-time something else. So if the option is to you know, hit open up or pull down patches, patch the file system, patch the source tree, and make another run of build, I'm going to pick the binary patches every time. So through this shell work, I'd say, I guess you're definitely exercising what I would call the traditional aspects of Unix or OpenBSD. Do you also use OpenBSD on a desktop and you know do some of the more, I guess you'd call, modern stuff with OpenBSD? Well, uh, every single machine that I own runs OpenBSD, and I have actually used it now as my only OS since, I want to say, 2011. So I really buy into the, you know, each your own dog food thing that we do over at OpenBSD. And I have not had, you know, I've not missed a, a thing in all that time. It does everything that I want it to do and then some. So the, all the desktop stuff, you know, running your web browsers and watching YouTube videos or editing documents works just fine. Yep. And actually, that's one of the things that I target as a porter. Because um, I, I fully believe that if we have a good desktop experience, it will draw people in to say, oh, now I can put this on my server. I can bring it to work and I can show off what OpenBSD does. And it kind of lessens that hurdle for management or whatever higher up is making those decisions to bring OpenBSD in. So I particularly are in, am interested on the desktop side of things. And I think if you look through the ports that I maintain, it's predominantly end-user-facing desktop-related applications. In my experience, at least, OpenBSD works really, really well when you have the right hardware. That's sort of an either-or. And mm. how, do, how do you go about finding which laptops or desktops or video cards and those kinds of things you should use for your personal machine? So I'm going to shout out Nicebug, the New York City BSD user group. They have a wonderful little side project that they call D-Message-D. It's right off the webpage. If you go to nicebug.org, on the top bar, you'll see D-Message-D. And it, all it is, it's a user-collected repository of just a bunch of D messages from a whole bunch of machines. I think we have something like 2,600 D messages in there now. Um, and I will still poke through it and see what works for people, especially with laptops, and make decisions that way. So what's your main machine these days? My main machine right now is a ThinkPad E420. It does seem that the ThinkPads are pretty popular among the OpenBSD developers. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> but I tell everybody that. Every, you know, I get asked pretty often, what should I buy if I want to run OpenBSD? And I say, just buy a ThinkPad, you'll be happy. Yeah, well, you know, it's new releases are coming out all the time. So at least uh, when you get new laptops, it's not long before a lot of that stuff gets supported. So for me, at least, I'm not buying new machines all the time. And generally, OpenBSD catches up with drivers pretty quickly. Yeah. Which, you know, to me, is that sort of magical secret sauce. I don't know how people do it. Reverse engineering stuff is kind of amazing. I don't know how people do it either. <laughs> Even as I'm watching them do it. Yeah. Well, I guess... You know, at this point, you know, is there anything else you'd like to let people know about uh, Devious? And besides, of course, encouraging them to join the community and getting involved? Yes, come say hi. 
come sign up on IRC with Devious on Freenode. Yeah, reach out to us. I think I think we've done really well at building the community that we want to build, and it's a community that's really focused on really not just OpenBSD, but really being advocates of the BSDs more general. So I really have to give a lot of props to our community for being very well-rounded, very helpful, and you know, hopefully many more years to come. So you should be a part of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and is the primary way that people can help out with Devious, uh, is that primarily just the non-free, just buying one of those paid memberships? Yeah, um, so usually, yeah. I mean, the way to, if you want to financially support it, because um, we don't take any money for it, we don't make um, a single penny, um, is to do the premium if they want it. People, we have had users ask to donate to us, um, in the past, and we just tell them to donate to the OpenBSD Foundation when they do. Because um, it should go to them, because they're the ones making this operating system that lets Devious do its thing. Sure. Alright, well, I guess that, that sort of covers what I wanted to talk about tonight. So, I, you know, I'm excited that uh, there's a familiar name involved in that that uh, community, so I'll have to grab myself a shell account and, and give it a go. Absolutely. We're happy to see you. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks. Take care, Will. Yep. Bye-bye. If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 252.